CT time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Thanks for the Lyrics, a weekly deep dive podcast into a single lyric from a single Fallout Boy song. I am one of your hosts, Tracy. And I am one of your other hosts, Aaron. And I am your third and final host, James. And our lawyers are totally okay that we're doing this because they're imaginary. Right, I was going to say, because they totally (laughs) exist. They totally exist. We pay them in Monopoly money, and they are my cat, Daisy. (laughs) Anyway, so our song this week is called Our Lawyer Made Us Change the Name of the Song So We Wouldn't Get Sued. Off the album From Under the Cork Tree, which you might notice is the first song off of the album. So we need to start with our album introduction. Yeah, um, I have a few facts about the album. Um, mm-hmm. It was their uh, second, uh, like, full-length album. It came out on May third, two thousand five. Um, it was it's their been their most popular album, like by far. Um, it got uh, you know it was on, in, it, like, and it has had a long-lasting um, renown because, like, in two thousand twelve and two thousand fourteen. Uh, Rock Sound put it on at number seven on 101 Modern Classics, and uh, and then in 2014 they put it on the 51 Most Essential Pop Punk Albums of All Time at number 14, and Rolling Stone put it at number nine on the 40 Greatest Emo Albums of All Time. It got great reviews overall, except for um, basically gr- noted grump Robert Christow, who always gives uh, stuff, <laughs> basically always gives stuff bad stuff. Um, it debuted at number two. Um, and it sold 168,000 copies in its first week. Um, it was their first top 10 album um, because Take This to Your Grave didn't chart at all. So <laughs> It was also Fair. their first at all charting album. Uh, it has sold over 3.7 million copies in the, in the U.S. and over 3 million worldwide, which makes sense if that's a weird thing to put. Uh, maybe 3 million more <laughs> worldwide. Um, Making it Fall Out Boy's best-selling album, it's certified triple uh, platinum in the America in in the America in, in the these United States. Um, mm-hmm. And then the weird the weird thing is like so then it came out in May of two thousand five, right? Um, so then in yeah. Christmas of two thousand five, it um, it went back up to number two um, because people and and sold two hundred fifty seven thousand uh, copies at Christmas time. Uh, it was the the band's second biggest sales week of two, as of two thousand thirteen. It sold fifty three hundred more copies uh, in two thousand seven when Infinity on High came out, and it was at number one sixty eight. And then in two thousand fifteen, when American Beauty, American Psycho came out, it reentered the chart uh, at number oh one hundred and ninety. So it's been on the chart for a total of seventy eight weeks over those over those uh, like yeah. four times it's been on the chart. And then uh, the last thing that I have to say about the album is, uh, so it was number 53 on the 2005 year-end chart, uh, number 26 on the 2006 year-end chart, and number 187 on the decade-end chart for the 2000s. So it was within the best-selling 200 albums of the decade of the 2000s. That's so cool. Good job, Fallout Boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny because uh, that you mentioned like the resurgence of it after, you know, new albums come out. Because that's why I bought From Under the Cork Tree was I got Infinity on High. I'm like, holy shit, this is so good. (laughs) And then I just like worked my way backwards and got From Under the Cork Tree and then went to take this to your grave. So that's really funny. You Maybe you were one of them. Maybe. 
I'm wow. one of those stats. <laughs> Maybe oh you were God, one of those be. stats. And then I have a little information about the title. The only thing I have about this is that it was originally called... So the lawyer made them change it because it was originally called My Name is David Ruffin and These Are the Temptations. And David Ruffin was, of course, the lead singer of The Temptations. I really like that as a title. I really like basically referencing The Temptations when you're talking about the concept of temptation. Um, Mm -hmm. There's, I don't know where, I think it may be on The Temptations Wikipedia page, but there's all sorts of places when, like, like rock musicians and rap musicians have, like, used that, like, you know, I'm feeling so tempted, I guess you could call me David Ruffin, and stuff like that. So I think that that's sort of what Fall Out Boy is doing here. Um, Uh Or what they attempted to do before their lawyer uh made <laughs> yeah, the change I was gonna say that doesn't make their lawyers <laughs> make them change the lyric I, I don't really understand why the lawyer said no on that one well i feel like the whole i am this person right. and this is right. this thing is but if a they, little bit if they put it in a quote if they put it in quotes like tell that mick i feel like that's quoting him oh. anyways yeah maybe it's a title versus lyric thing mm-hmm. maybe but here, as a counterexample, in 2012, the artist Pretty Little Kennedy Curse released a song on their album, the, T- the Sound of Time Running Out, titled, My Name is David Ruffin, and These Are the Temptations. So... Oh, that's weird. Well, Maybe their, their lawyer... lawyer didn't care. <laughs> yeah, their lawyer must not have cared as much. I think that that's... I think that's really funny, and they're a pop punk band, so I think it's really funny to title your song the title that, like, it's sort of like a niche pop punk mm, sort yeah. of scene reference, and I think that's yeah. really funny. But also, yeah, I guess they have a different lawyer. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they're the same genre makes it even funnier. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Do you have any information on the name of the album, where that comes from? I do have information on the name of the album. Thank you for reminding me. Let me find yes. the name of the album. The only uh, information that I, I the have the is. is the obvious one that when you make it an acronym, it looks like fucked. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So so that's what I'm this, bringing to the table. So I'm sure James will have something much better. That feels very Pete Wentzy. Um, and I, I believe. I, oh, I feel like that has to be a hundred percent intentional. There's no yeah. way. I feel like they've talked about that being intentional. Yeah. Right. Um, so the title is actually a uh, reference to the 1936 children's book, The Story of Ferdinand uh, by wow. Monroe Leaf, uh, which intri- it says Pete Wh- once was intrigued by. Uh, the story focuses on a bull named Ferdinand who would rather s- sniff flowers under a cork tree than participate in fights. So um, they named it that. Also, they made a movie out of Ferdinand like like two years that ago sounds or really familiar yeah, yeah that's yeah. probably why pretty cute i think john cena voiced ferdinand yes, correct okay yes. yeah. it was okay. we saw it at a i think we went to see it for someone's birthday or something and it was surprisingly cute i did not Good. go in with great expectations and i was i came out of it i was like i would watch that again <laughs> so (laughs) i didn't actively hate that experience (laughs) (laughs) an excellent review (laughs) i feel like i might hate this is the best way to go into a movie (laughs) yeah yeah because i mean either Um, way you're not going to be disappointed either your expectations were met or you know you ended up enjoying yourself i mean but what a depressing way to live your life 
Now we're talking only with regard to movies. I imagine you're super sunny and optimistic all the rest of the time. It's only with regard to movies. Like your wedding day. Like, I am probably going to hate this. Yeah, you're like, listen, if I hate this, that's something that that is a possibility. You just go on in. Yeah. Like a a Buddhist. Like, have the day you're going to have. Right, exactly. I think I went into it more with like a... I have no idea what to expect of this. And <laughs> right. some kids' movies are really not great, but yeah. I hope this is not one of them. Right. So, right. and yeah. it was pretty good. 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 All right. That's so fun. that's where the title comes from. Um, Which is a lot nicer than, I mean, I feel like that's the duality of Pete Wentz, is that he yeah. is so like, like a romantic kind of person where he's very mm-hmm. like deep and then he's like <laughs> it looks like fucked like i feel like that's like the the pete ones and i i feel that so yes right yes I oh that. i have um what patrick stump talked about the about the album as a whole um it says that mm. this is the first time this is the first album where pete Wentz wrote all the lyrics and and patrick stump just did the the um the music uh, oh, so P. Wentz said uh, the lyrics were more introspective than the group's previous album. Quote, take this to mm-hmm. your grave was very reactionary. It was like this person does this to you. But part of growing up is understanding that if you end up in the same situation over and over again, you probably have to examine your own self and wonder whether that's one of the reasons that you have ended up in the same situation repeatedly. This time, the lyrics were more about the anxiety and depression that goes along with looking at your own life. Yeah, I mean, I feel so, that. There we go in this album yeah that's all i have to say about in terms of uh preparation and and an introduction oh i guess mm-hmm. i got this album on the day it came out and i listened to it and uh the first the first half of it um like hooked me immediately like up through yeah. uh out van halen i was like this is this is all so good I felt like I'd, I'd found buried treasure when dance dance started playing i was like what is this this is amazing <sighs> Um, and it made, um, the second song on the album, uh, better. Like I liked it already, but it made it even better knowing that dance dance was coming. So, um, (laughs) yeah, I do. I remember the exact store I bought it in. I remember I can picture in my head, like driving away in my car, listening to this album. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, that's my story about, about the album itself. I don't have a story about the album itself. So, okay. Yeah. So, okay. So as. Tracy said this one is the first track. It is called Our Lawyer Made Us Change the Name of the Song So We Wouldn't Get Sued. And so the lyric that we have chosen for this song is, We're only liars, but we're the best. We're only good for the latest trends. We're only good because you can have almost famous friends. Besides, we've got such good fashion sense. (laughs) (laughs) It's... It's such a good start of the album energy that they have. Mm-hmm. And there's like yep. one like um, theme to the, that they bring out in this, too, is that like we're poets, but also that doesn't mean we're great, you know, kind right. of thing. Like, yeah. we're liars, but we're the best at it kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah. Which is like kind of how they talk about being poets yeah. later in the album and stuff yeah the and the almost the you can have almost famous friends part (laughs) amuses me because like this was their first like really big hit album so when this album like when they were writing this album they were almost famous like yep i mean it's like it's it's very self-aware and like poking fun at themselves in a way that just absolutely delights me and 
yeah. And then the whole, you know, besides we've got such good fashion sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is like it's both kind of like making fun of themselves, but all or maybe even not making fun of themselves. I'm not really sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really know what uh, 2005 Fallout Boy fashion was generally thought of. So I don't know if people were like, right. wow, those boys dress weird. And you know, so looking they're... back at it, it's like, oh, <laughs> that's some fashion, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the time, I feel like they were kind of the cutting edge scene kids, really. Exactly. Like Pete's guyliner and everything. Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. was, he was kind of like the driving force in that, I feel like. Yeah. Or one of the bigger players in that game. Right. And he kept that look for a, a long at time. least Yeah, at least through Infinity on High, if not. Yep. Into Foliado, right? Right. Because he's like, I remember, you know, when he and Ashley Simpson got married, he had like the, you know, d- the dyed black hair and it was all uh-huh. like spiked and ratted and he had the guy liner and all that. So he had that whole look for quite some time. Yeah. I mean, he I, worked it though. He, he really did. I thought of something. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, there, this is one of the first of of at least two references to. Okay, that one went pretty good. Let's see if we can do better. Um, that will appear on this album. So it's it's a very interesting. Like we could. Hey, this could be good. We could be actually like famous and and rock stars and stuff, um, or right. not. Um, yeah. But I also think that uh, um, I like uh, thinking of this in terms of um, my name is David Ruffin and these are the Temptations. Motown was famous for like basically assembly line music production where it was like, all right, you're going to put out this album and then the next act is going to put out this album and you're going to put out this album and you're going to go do this concert and like just sort of directing people almost like like paper dolls or whatever. And I wonder if Fall Out Boy was addressing that uh, quality in musicians, like their interactions with fans and the press and stuff where it's like, hey, look. We're liars. We're very good at it. Everything about us is superficial, but we look great. So, yeah. Well, I wonder like if there's us. like a touch of imposter syndrome in that too. Like, haha, we have yeah. fooled you into thinking that we are competent musicians. Right. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, the I line "We're only good for the latest trends." Yeah. To to me says like you know we're here for as long as you'll let us be here. But as soon as you, like, we, we know this is fleeting. Don't, don't think that we expect to stick around. Hilarious. Which is hilarious Because they are one of the longest sticking. I mean, they're the most prominent. Well, maybe not the most, but like, they're very, everyone knows who Fall Out Boy is. Right. Yeah. It's also kind of, it's interesting as a, as an opening track, um, because it's sort of a rejection of, of a certain scene, like a sort of, Mm -hmm. like, we're not, we're not going to even address did we sell out we're not going to address anything yeah we sold out we're trendy we we care about fashion <laughs> we're liars everything about us just hey and and one of the themes of this of this song is hey stop listening it's not worth it don't right. listen to this anyway hey you turn it off turn off the song like so it's almost like a like a socratic opening mm-hmm song where it's like you don't want to listen to this do you okay if you keep <laughs> if listening you that's on you <laughs> yeah. right I, I i hadn't thought as much about how how much uh patrick stumps specifically i think 
But I guess if if Pete's writing the lyrics, uh, t- taps into like kind of like preacher and like gospel culture, because like there's how this hmm. song opens, like brothers and sisters, and then there's how yeah. uh, this ain't a scene has that like spoken word bit in the middle that's basically like a a and- preacher like preaching like mm-hmm. evangelizing and they get gospel and stuff. singers to do their backgrounds. Right. Lyrics and or yeah. vocals frequently. And then you think about like, you know, uh I always bring it up, but like uh Brendan Yuri talking about Patrick's soul voice and like they always talk about that. And it's it's a very interesting sort of like huh, okay, so you're you're drawing from that from that crowd too. Um, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But yeah, I, I I like this as a chorus because it's sort of like, look, we're gonna put all our cards on the table. We are uh we're liars. There's no reason. There's no reason you should be into this. So, anyways, next song, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think they. I think they. It's it's a fun. I think it, it it makes me smile for sure. Yes, it's it it's a good opening for the album. Like I feel like it sets the tone of the album really well, and yeah, yeah. It's I I, I honestly like it's it's one of those ones that I you know. I like I hear it and I think, okay, yeah, this album's gonna be good. And then by the end of the album, like when it circles back around, the album has progressed so far and I love so many songs mm-hmm. on it that yeah. when it like auto starts again, I'm like, oh man, this song seemed so good before I listened to the whole rest of the album. <laughs> but now but that now I've it heard the sucks. whole rest of the album, I'm like, huh, man, the album just got even better. I wouldn't go so far as to say, wow, this song actually sucks, but... I can't believe I thought this was good. (laughs) I thought you were going a completely different place, uh, which was where I go, which is, it starts over, I'm like, all right, all right, we'll go another another round around the park. Let's let's do, let's, I'm I'm in the, back in the mood for this song. Um, I mean, yeah, there's that too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, Um, yeah. Oh, actually two things. This is the second album... Of two studio albums that starts with a with a sound effect, um, mm-hmm. take this to your grave started with a, mm-hmm. a dial tone, um, and this starts with uh, camera flashing, which I think is really interesting mm-hmm. with what we're talking mm-hmm. about with fame and sort of potential fame and whatever. The other thing I want to point out uh, now that we're into the second album is uh, the first four albums, the, the albums they released um, before the hiatus uh, had a pattern, and so yes. take this to your grave is blue. Mm-hmm. And uh, from under the cork tree has a red curtain on it, and yes. that pattern will continue through the next two albums. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And I also think Mania is a reference to that, but uh, sort of a subversion mm. of that too. Oh, yeah. Um. So that's oh that's yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what? Got it. <laughs> so uh, let's do social media. Um, yeah. We have a Twitter handle for this podcast it is thanks for the lyrics pod but i want you to filter out all of the vowels and uh, send them to the press and see what they make of them (laughs) we also have individual twitter handles mine is at unabashed james mine is at adeels warlock and mine is at unabashedly aaron we are proud members of the scavengers network uh you can find the scavengers network on twitter at scavengersnet um you can visit our website at scavengersnetwork.com. Um, there's a store there with lots of cool stuff in it. Uh, and you can also uh, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thescavengersnetwork. Um, $2 a month gets you all sorts of bonus content, including bonus content 
from our show, uh, outtakes. And starting with this album, tracks that were released as bonuses on like iTunes or special editions of the of the album, um, we're going to do as Patreon bonus episodes. So uh, look forward to that. Um, we also stream on Twitch. Um, and now I can say we and not uh, all of you. Um, if you follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the scavengers network, um, you can follow, you can watch me uh, every other Friday night on uh, War with the Evil Power Master or something to that effect, trying to save the galaxy every single week. And it gets weird. That's a lot so of work. join that. Um, Tracy, what is your, what is your uh, streaming stuff like? So on Monday nights, I stream Persona 5 with Beth, and Wednesdays is The Last of Us with Aaron and Kyle, and then Thursdays, um, we do Detroit Become Human. We're going to be wrapping that one up pretty soon, but that's uh, Kyle and I as well. And then sometimes we do every bi-weekly, I do um, Press X to Podcast, which is a stream where Colin, Kyle, and I talk about video games. So that will probably move to Sundays now that I'm back to work. But anyway. If uh, the schedule is up at the Twitch on the Twitch channel, if you um, go there too, so you don't have to memorize all this stuff. Oh, cool. Well, Aaron, where what are you doing uh, on Twitch these days? Well, as Tracy mentioned, I am part of the Last of Us stream on Wednesdays, but also on Saturday nights at nine thirty Eastern, I am playing Dream Daddy with Morgan, and it's very fun. We are playing the literally the entire game. Like you get to go on three <laughs> dates with each dad, and we're just doing all of our first dates and all of our second dates and all of our third dates. And then we apparently there's a secret um, ending for Joseph that we are you have to in order to get that one, you have to play with a very specific like your dad has to be named a certain thing, has to have like a specific build. So we're going, I think once we finish the whole game, we're going to go back and play it with that so that we can get that mm. secret ending. So yeah, cool. it's going to be fun. Awesome. We're pretty excited about that. We we might like kind of do that on our own and just get to the parts that we haven't seen yet of that secret mm-hmm. ending because right. we don't want to make people sit through an entire round of Joseph dating. Right. Again, because he's not the most interesting one. <laughs> so yeah. Awesome. So cool. that's that's where I am. So very exciting. Sweet. Yes. So we're going to uh, move on in the album next week, uh, but we hope you will all join us then. Oh, by the way, Fall Out Boy, thanks for the lyrics. Get fucked. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hello, I am Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And we are the hosts of Journey Under 30. This is a podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. On each episode, we take a look at a career of an individual that has been recognized by Forbes. Sometimes we look at careers that we think were overlooked. Or sometimes we talk about the careers that you may not know about, but you should. And in the end, we discuss what we've learned as well as how we can apply to our own career paths as we make our mark on this world. So join us every other Tuesday on whatever podcatching app you choose, and we'll see you on the Forbes. See ya. Bye-bye now.